Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's like Ravine, the famed illusionist. He would hypnotize the whole crowd. My dad always told this joke. He goes, oh, yeah. Ravine was uh, performing at the center of the arts. He had the whole room hypnotized. And he said, the next thing I say, you will all do. And he got tripped up, tangled in his mic cord and tripped and went, crap. Took him two weeks to get the smell up. This is the Rod Peterson Show. (laughs) <laughs> you like that one, did you, Jordan? Uh, coming in hot. Coming in hot on a Thursday, I think. It's been a good day. Uh, episode number 1186 of your favorite daytime sports talk show is at hand. I'm here in the beautiful South Florida studio where there isn't a breath of wind. Darren Moose DuPont is in the Toronto studio where there isn't a breath of wind. Uh, hey, they're not blowing the leaves around, Moose. Hey, you got the leaves gear out today. They must have won last night, did they? <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. A late one last night. Um, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I fell asleep with about four and a half minutes left in the third period. That's the last thing I remember seeing before the eyelids shut. But, uh, hey, you say no wind. It looks hot down there. Looks hot right now. I don't know why, but it just it looks like you got a hot one coming this afternoon. Uh, it's definitely warming up, and we're very happy. It's a lovely day to be alive. And as a matter of fact, uh, I will tell you that coming up on the program today, we're going to talk a little Blue Jays baseball with Mike Wilner, the longtime host of Jays Talk, and now from the Deep Left Field podcast. And Tyler Hall will join us from our friends at Telemiracle 48 coming your way this weekend. But I've had a, an awesome day. I told you it's a long day to get to wait till noon to get on the air. But Serene and I had a session with our coach this morning, and she put us into this meditation. And we did it different, and reminded, that was why I was late getting into my chair. I'm sure Clark and Jordan were a little panicked. Where's Rod? Where's Rod? And I was like doing this, hmm. And it reminded me of, and I was talking to a CFL coach this morning who said, hey, the Super Bowl looked amazing. And we talked about that, and I thought about the Sober Bowl. And with the meditation, I was, uh, you know, at that sober party, the watch party that we threw. I don't know if you're a fan of The Voice. Does the singer Huntley, does that mean anything to you? And if I say Huntley, do you know who that guy is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he won The Voice. I'm not a music guy. So he's beside me getting ready to go perform at Sober Bowl. And I'm like, and by the way, he's a big S-U-S-O-B with long braided hair, which I never thought about at the time until today. I'm like, that's interesting. You don't see a lot of men with long braided hair, especially in muscle shirts and big muscles. And I'm like, hey, what's your set like? How many songs are you doing? And he completely ignored me. So then I'm like, hey, how many songs are you doing in your set? And he's like, 
Um, I, what? It was, that was me today. He was in the middle of a meditation before he went out on stage to perform at Sober Bowl at Super Bowl. And that's a little like me today. I came out of the way. What? Oh, we got a show to do. Okay, let's do it. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And away we go. Well, Moose has the shirt on. The big story in my world, and I think a lot of you people's too, is hockey. Toronto center Austin Matthews scored his 50th goal and 51st of the season as the Maple Leafs down the hometown Arizona Coyotes 6-3 at Mullet Arena last night. Matthews has cracked the 50-goal mark in the regular season once before as a Leaf, as we all know. Two seasons ago, when he had 60 goals to go along with 46 assists, it was the Coyotes' 11th straight loss. And who cares what I have to say, even though I'm the host? Darren's sitting there in Toronto. How many wins in a row? This is six in a row for the Leafs, right? Have they found their groove? Is it is it hammered down now till the playoffs for them or what? Well, you hope so. Um, the one thing is, you know, they've won every game with Morgan Riley suspended, and that's a positive that they rallied around Morgan Riley being out. But that's kind of always been what the Leafs have done. You know, when they get a little bit, you know, adverse, they lose some stars out of the lineup. Everybody picks up their game and they play well. And then when the stars are all in the lineup, everybody thinks it's going to be easy and they can take their foot off the gas and they lose, right? So I hope that doesn't happen when Morgan Riley comes back. But it was cool. It was in Arizona. Austin Matthews' parents were there. He scored 50 and 51. So that's neat. And they're talking about now that he's on pace all of a sudden for 76 goal. Um, when we said 70 and 71, we were like, hey, he hasn't even hit 50 yet. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But now he's increased his scoring pace by being on a roll. It's kind of a fun story to watch. I feel like it would be nice if you went in and spoke to the Maple Leafs about this, because I wonder if Sheldon Keefe has had that conversation. Hey, guys, you suck it up when we don't have a full deck, but you crap yourselves when we do. So can we, uh, can we, like, it's like John Lynch, John Frenzy, the Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster, wanted to go in and address the Riders before big games. And for whatever reason, the coaching staff of the Rough Riders wouldn't allow him to do that. But it's, do you think they see this, Darren? Because the way you point that out to me makes a lot of sense. I feel like you should address the team. What do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm sure they see this. I'm sure they have the conversation. But it's just natural human behavior that when the reinforcement comes, it, it's going to make my job easier. It's going to make my life easier. When in reality, it shouldn't make your life any easier. You should still have to work just as hard, but it should make the whole team better. That's what good teams do. You get more, you get better. It's not that it's going to get easier for you. And uh, that's a mental thing the players have to turn on or, or off. Well, I want to make this very clear. Uh, I hope the Leafs are learning their lessons. And if they win the Stanley Cup this year, I'll be as happy as any non-Leaf fan. I won't be as happy as you or Clark or any of the people that have been waiting their whole lives for this. But I'll be happy for them. But you've made a good point. The good teams don't worry about who's in or who's out. Florida Panthers, top team in the East. Um, so I, I, I hope the Leafs are learning. And by the way, Mullet Arena was the place last night. I saw the highlights. I saw all the Leafs fans there. So I want to point something out to you. I, today, later today, it'll be dropping on YouTube, our Cats and Bolts podcast. Jeff Chikrin was our guest, okay? The pride of Nepean, Ontario. His son, Jacob, plays for the Senators and spent seven seasons with the Coyotes. So I'm just going to paraphrase and tell you, Darren, we got to the bottom of this mullet arena situation in the Coyotes because Chick, they love Phoenix. Anybody who's been there loves Phoenix. 
So just so you know, read my lips. Don't expect anything to change. I think the owner of that team's name is Alex Murillo. He's got more money than God. And something dawned on me. Just over since we've been talking yesterday on this show, he's the exact owner that every league wants. He's got more money than brains. He'll never go broke. And they don't, he doesn't care about winning. Who wouldn't want that? So if you sit here and wonder why things aren't changing in Arizona, here's why. The owner will never run out of money, and he doesn't care if they win and doesn't care if they have a new rink. If you were Gary Bettman, why would you fiddle with that? Why would you change? I know. You don't have to worry about check bouncing. You don't have to worry about, you know, anything. Or them, you know, worse, you know, coming and saying, hey, we need money. Give me some money, right? Um, Obviously, you want to play in a nicer rink. You want it to be more of a destination. You'd like that market to be booming. But, um, yeah, if they haven't left the desert by now, there's no threat of them leaving anytime soon. Yeah, well, prob probably not. And I, that's the thing. One thing, Chick, everybody, you got to go watch the Cats and Bolts podcast. We'll post it from our links where Jeff and I get into it. These are more my words than his. But it, as he was explaining all of this, I'm like, it, it's all lining up. <laughs> makes perfect sense. They don't need to win. They've lost 11 in a row, and he's outweighted everybody, right? And, and the thing was, you know, Jeff said, you know, at some point, the players are going to have to maybe file a grievance or something because they don't, it's not right that they're playing in a junior rink. Well, again, if I was Alex Murillo, the owner of the Coyotes, I would say, well, we tried. We tried really hard to ram this through city council. We even had a plebiscite with the citizens, and they, they voted it down. So we tried. That's probably good enough, I would think, for the National Hockey League and Gary Bettman. Now, uh, some other things. Charlie McAvoy scored on a power play at 3-10 of overtime to lift Boston past Edmonton 6-5 after the Bruins blew a three-goal lead on Wednesday night. Morgan Geeky, Brad Marchand, Trent Frederick, Jake DeBrusque, and David Pasternak also scored for Boston. Warren Fogle scored twice, and Matthias Janmark, Corey Perry, and Zach Hyman added goals for the Oilers. Edmonton had won eight in a row at home prior to that game. I had friends last night at the game, Bruins fans actually, that wrote on uh, social media, no La Bamba tonight. I'm like, you better be careful talking like that. You're going to get your ass kicked. But Scott in Calgary wrote in and said that was a preview of the Stanley Cup final Bruins at Oilers. And this is from a Flames fan. Um, well, I appreciate him chiming in on that, but who really knows? We don't know, but that's his take. Oilers, Bruins. And it happened in 88 and 90 as well. Uh, if that's the case, Oilers fans wouldn't like it. They lost in overtime at home to Boston last night. Meanwhile, the Montreal Canadiens' top line did not have a good night against the Sabres. Nick Suzuki's 10-game point streak came to an end. Yuri Slavkovsky's run of eight games point streak came to an end. Habs fell 3-2 to the Buffalo Sabres. You're welcome, Jenna in Southern California, who every time the Sabres win, writes us. And that's good. I'm glad that she's thinking about us in Southern California. That's a good thing. Moving on to point two, it's our poll question today. Austin Matthews became the fastest U.S.-born player to reach 50 goals and helped the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the crumbling Arizona Coyotes last night. So with him catching fire, Austin Matthews, our poll question today for Key Auto Group. And by the way, at the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to Key Auto Group. 
Ca. Poll question is, who is the MVP of the NHL this season? Is it Austin Matthews? Is it Connor McDavid of the Orders? Is it Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche? Or is it Nukita Kucherov, the leading scorer of the National Hockey League from the Tampa Bay Lightning? Last I looked on Twitter, Austin Matthews was leading. I'd like to say that's a bit of a recency bias. But I don't know for sure, just because of what he's been doing of late. On YouTube, uh, Connor McDavid's leading. And I voted for Connor McDavid on both. Darren will probably vote for Austin Matthews because he's a Leafs fan. But I'll say this. The Leafs were, unless I missed something, largely winning even when Austin Matthews wasn't scoring earlier on in the year. Whereas the Oilers were not winning. And do not win unless Connor McDavid's getting six assists a night. So to me, who's most valuable to his team? It's Connor McDavid for me. Have I convinced you? Yeah, you make a great point, and you got me kind of, maybe I'm off the edge a little bit. You know, I, my, my first thought wanted to say Nathan McKinnon because, you know, what he's doing in Colorado, just continuing. And, and you know, hard to say. This is a, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Largely, it feels like under the radar for Nathan McKinnon. I haven't heard a lot of Nathan McKinnon talk throughout the year, even though he's having a great season. But I'll stay with Matthews because if I'm going to pay for something, if I'm going to find value, I'm going to pay for goal. I want to pay for goal. Goals are what go up on the scoreboard. I think they're so much more important. You don't have goals without assists. I get that. But uh, I think what he's doing is so special. And the fact that if he gets to 70, um, because it hasn't happened in so long, I think that's so impressive that... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the heart will be right there for him. I don't know if it'll be a slam dunk, but if he doesn't get to 70, I think it's more wide open. Well, they do have a goal, a trophy for that. The Maurice they Richard do. trophy, right, for the, uh, for the uh, leading goal score. I'm just going through here. Somebody had a write-in ballot and said Connor Hellebuck as MVP, not any one of the four. And I'm, I'm, I'm racking my mind. Yeah, I thought this, I had it right. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Who's the last goalie to win MVP of the NHL? Forget about the Vezina for the, for the top goalie. Who was named MVP yeah. of the league as goaltender? I'll tell you right now, it was Jose Carey Price. Oh, uh, that long ago. Uh, no, sorry. It was Carey Price in 2015. My bad. 2015, Carey Price. Before that, Jose Terrador. And then Dominic Hasek did it twice in 97 and 98. So it's not unheard of. But is Connor Hellebuck, like, single-handedly getting the Jets into the playoffs? Maybe he is. I don't know. Um, I'm still on the McDavid train. I just feel like if he's not going, they're not winning. Whereas even the Jets have withstood or won with Laurent Bressois in goal and not Connor Hellebuck. So it's a fun debate. It's a fun debate. And we'll see who uh, wins this vote in 24 hours' time. Moving on. I want your take on this. Point three, streaming service Netflix announced Wednesday that a new documentary about Major League Baseball's Montreal Expos and their departure from their Canadian home will be coming to the platform. The currently untitled documentary is set to explore the setbacks that led to the departure of Canada's first MLB team and how it continues to spark debate 20 years later, according to Netflix. The Expos arrived in Montreal for the 1969 season and played in the city until 2004 before moving to Washington and became the Nationals. The setback, okay, number one, 
going back to 2004, 20 years ago, do you recall what those setbacks were that forced the Expos out of Montreal? Do you, how much were you fought? We've had this chat before. You were yeah. like 16 or whatever. Yeah, what do you remember? Other, like, I remember the Olympic Stadium being empty. They largely weren't very good. That's enough criteria to move, right? I would think. Sell the team and move. That's about all I remember. Um, what do you remember yeah. about... Yeah. Okay, well, it says in the story here, the setbacks include conflicts between the city of Montreal and owner Jeffrey Loria over the construction of a new stadium, the firing of skipper Philippe Lou, and dwindling fan support. So fill in team name and city, and you have the story of every team that moves. Most recently, the Oakland A's, right, going to Las Vegas. But I want to ask our viewers this. This just popped into my mind. The name of the documentary doesn't didn't have a name yet. Or at the very least, they haven't unveiled it. I got one in my mind, but what would be yours? The story of the Expos leaving Montreal. What would it be for you? Ooh. Going, going, gone. <laughs> How's that? Not bad. That's not bad. There's no wrong answers to this. Mine would be au revoir. Au revoir. Ah. You know what? That's French for goodbye. You got it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Au revoir. No, I don't mind going, going, gone either. And then maybe that, maybe going, going, gone in French. En français? Oh. Do our français viewers want to uh, chime in? For anybody who has a thought on what they should call this Expos documentary on Netflix, I'm sticking with Au revoir and uh, Moose is saying going, going, gone. But we're open to suggestions. We're only three points into the quick six show topics on the way today. Mike Wilner of the Deep Left Field podcast. He covers the Blue Jays and Tyler Hall of Telemiracle 48. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. This is it. It all comes down to this rock. The hours in the gym, the weeks away from my family. This is what I've been training for. And all those voices trying to tear me down. I'm here to silence them. We've given everything we have for a chance to get everything we want. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. 
visit emjmarketing.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is, and we're getting down to the nitty-grit now. Telemiracle 48 is this weekend. Tyler Hall will join us next hour from Saskatchewan's charity, but there's still time for you to get involved if you haven't yet. The Telemiracle 5050 is live. Telemiracle5050.com is the way to get your tickets. Another way to support Telemiracle 48 and also have the chance to win half the jackpot. Win-win! For Saskatchewan residents, get your tickets now at Telemiracle5050.com. Let's bring the Muth in. And we have some very wise and funny viewers, Moose. We're asking them, what, what name would you choose for this Expos documentary? They say it doesn't have a name yet. I feel like that's a lie. They just don't want to divulge it yet. You know, a lot of times they'll film movies and um, will, not announce, will not tell anybody what the name of the movie is, even though they have it, you know, until it's about to be released. Um, Reg in Winnipeg says, the big O, revoir. As in Olympic Stadium, the big O, revoir. That's not bad. Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, ooh, the long au revoir, the decline of the Montreal Expos. John Ohm, and he's got a few comments here. Ohm, he says, exposed. Exposed. I'm not sure that comes through in print, but I like like the way that he thinks. from Devo. Devo writes in and says, I'd call it, who cares? Habs need to win another cup. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> I don't think Netflix is going to go with that, good. but it's pretty good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true that. And so John Ohm, who is like Google's, <laughs> what should I say? He uses Google more than anybody else. He says, following a failed attempt to disband the Expos, Major League Baseball purchased the team prior to the 2002 season after the club failed to secure funding for a new ballpark. So, I mean, as time goes on, and that's one thing I've realized is uh, people don't care. They don't care about your problems. It's 20 years ago, for God's sakes. We don't really remember, and I do recall when the Nationals won the World Series, we were doing this show. I remember saying to you, I felt... I got a little choked up watching the Nationals celebrate on the field in their park because I was like, that's, that's the Expos. That was the first team that I ever loved. But you were like, I didn't care. And most people didn't care. I thought there would be exposés across TSN and Sportsnet at the time. Nope. Nope. What have you done for me lately? So I think we'll all be watching it. And I now eagerly anticipating, Darren, the name of the show. Now, Moving on to point four, the quick six show topics. Here's one for you. David Schneider is getting his first taste of big league training camp, even though he's no longer a rookie. The Jays infielder had a memorable debut with Toronto last year. Remember that? Hitting a homer in his first at bat after being called up from AAA Buffalo. Now the 25-year-old is fighting for a job at second base at the team's player development complex. Shortstop Bo Bichette and first baseman Vladdy Guerrero Jr. anchor an infield with some moving parts. Kevin Biggio, Santiago Espinal, and Schneider could be considered for the second base job with Isaiah Kiner Falefa, likely to see most of the action at third after Matt Chapman's departure as a free agent. Justin Turner could see some action at either corner. 
Is this getting your juices flowing a little bit, Moose, for the Toronto Blue Jays? I, I should tell you that the poll ended this way yesterday. The majority voted for fourth or fifth. Jays will finish fourth or fifth. That's what our audience thinks. Not very optimistic about the Blue Jays in 2024. You and I, I think, both voted for second place, right? So maybe we're completely out to lunch. We might be. But I think that talks about our excitement level, at least, or where we think, you know, the Jays are going into the season. Um, it is fun to think about. And what's great about a new season, I think why we get so excited for opening day, is that everybody's got a chance and everybody's got hope and optimism and all those fun things until you throw the first pitch and then you realize who's got what. But, uh, you know, I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. Um, well, just hearing these names and, you know, maybe this will be the year that we head over to Dunedin to watch some Blue Jays grapefruit baseball. There's no plans to do that. We just headed over to the West Coast, the Gulf Coast last weekend to watch the Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers. You can't go there all the time. But yeah, that's what the offseason is for. Optimism, like you say. So let's not get down on the Jays. You and I won't. <laughs> Jen at the Four Seasons writes in. She says, it's like 35 days till opening day, I think. Something like that. <laughs> That's a direct quote of what she said. So she's at least somewhat following the calendar. And Blue Jays baseball. But the main thing is, we're, uh, we're into hockey. And that ain't going to change. But we're also in the football preseason. And, and I number one... I told you that I talked to a CFL coach. It was a rider coach this morning. And they're very optimistic, right? The fans are optimistic. Everybody's optimistic. Everybody's tied for first even in the Canadian Football League right now. And the NFL, too. And while I don't think much is going to change in Saskatchewan, it's very hard not to talk to this guy. He's very excited, very fired up, right? He should be. I just, I don't have very high expectations. And I don't want to be the guy peeing on the parade. I just, again... Not that optimistic, but I, on the football vein, point five is this. I want you, Darren, and the audience's opinion on the Kelseys. Are we ready to have them go away for a while, or do we need them up in our face every day? Which, incidentally, it's not their fault. Headline at yahoo.com this morning, Travis Kelsey arrives in Australia ahead of Taylor Swift whatever the name of her tour is. I'm like, I, cool. So he's going to follow her around. That's, that's good. I saw a video of Jason Kelsey participating in a 5K run. Did you see that? The headline, Jason Kelsey runs 5K for charity. And he, he retweeted it and said, uh, run might be a stretch. But he's a, he's a funny guy. <laughs> so I, I, I have no problem with where the Kelseys are. And, you know, it just, I guess they don't take an off season either. I have no problem with it. Um, I don't need to follow, you know, Travis's following of Taylor Swift around because you know what? That's what I expect him to do. I expect him to be wherever she is going to all the shows. Now it's his off season. Um, but I'm here for all the content, especially, you know, their podcast is growing like crazy and I'm here for that. They're funny. They're entertaining. Um, I'm here for that for sure. So give me more of the Kelsey's. I, I'm not, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not, not going to run, run out of the, yeah. no. We're not going to be haters on that. You know, I told you the night before the Super Bowl, I watched the Saturday Night Live, whatever you want to call it, marathon of Travis Kelsey skits from his time on SNL, of which I don't watch SNL and I never have. So I'm watching this going, damn, why is he playing football? 
He's funny as hell. He's really good. Actor. Travis Kelsey, right? So much that I don't like SNL that I used to get mad in the 80s when I was a kid if it preempted Saturday Night Raw or whatever pro wrestling I was watching or the Golden Girls on NBC. You know what I mean? SNL. Not a fan. Never was. So it was all new to me the night before Super Bowl watching the Travis Kelsey marathon. Um, so now back. Hey, by the way, we do have a lot of fun here. We try to cover every topic. That's why we call it the Golden Corral of Sports. A lot of hockey fans have written in, and I'm going to get to your questions now. But I'm going to tell you again, and I don't mind cross-promoting it, the Cats and Bolts podcast that Serena and I host will drop this afternoon. It features Jeff Chikrin today, and we get into all the... Um, wants and desires around the National Hockey League. You can find it on YouTube, and I'll post it to my links as well. Jason in Winnipeg writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line. He was watching on the replay. I feel terrible. People watch the replay, which airs at 5 p.m. Eastern, and think we're live, Darren, and they write in, and then they, I don't write them back, and I'm afraid that they're mad at me. Jason <laughs> from Winnipeg says, what do you think the Jets do at the trade deadline? Add another forward? or a big D-man, or Stan Pat. What do I think? Jason, I hope you're watching live right now. I'd like to know what you think the Winnipeg Jets would do, because I'm, listen, I'm not just the voice in the chair. I'm not just a pretty face. I know a thing or two. I'm an advocate for dancing with the one that brought you. I don't like making all these trades. I don't, man. Um, there will be teams that don't, and there will be teams that do. Hannafin's going to end up somewhere. Tanav's going to end up somewhere. Jacob Markstrom might end up somewhere. Shoot, Jacob. Well, that's another one. Jacob Chikram is like 12th. Jacob Chikram of the Sens is 12th on TSN's trade bait. And I was with his dad yesterday. He's like, I don't understand why Jacob's on the list. He's still got another year left in his contract after this. He's not leaving, looking to leave Ottawa. That's their second hometown. I'm not saying TSN's wrong, but it's a lot of gobbledygook. So do the Jets, they don't need anything. They clearly don't. Would they, would they go 32 games allowing three goals or less, a franchise record? I'd like to see the Jets not do anything. They already got Sean Monahan, who filled the net Monday in Calgary, scored three. What more do they need, Darren? Rod, what's been the biggest issue what? that plagued the Jets over the last year, couple of years, that's been their downfall? It's been the locker room. Uh, that's been their downfall, right? Yeah, bad. Bad culture. Yeah. I was going to say that, yes. Bad culture, bad locker room. So you finally got it right. Don't tweak it. Don't touch it. Right? Just leave it. You finally got it right. Sometimes you just got to take your hands off the wheels and let a good thing continue to be a good thing. I'll never forget. I've told it before. That? I'll tell it again. Larry Horning. Larry Horning, former St. Louis Blues player. Brad Horning's dad. Brad had his number eight, retired by the Regina Pats, God's team. And Larry went on a scout for the Blues. And at one time he came up to me in the bowels of the Agrodome and he pulled me aside. Larry did it. He goes, I like what you guys are doing. I said, what are we doing? And he goes, you didn't make any trades at the deadline. You're sticking with what you got. I like that. And I think that year we went to game seven of the East final. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter if it's junior or NHL. Kelly McCrimmon said it. It's just to scale. I don't think the Jets need to do anything, and Darren said it far better than I could. Buffalo Bill writes in. 
from North Dakota. He says, greetings and no hallucinations from sunny North Dakota. Can Austin Matthews carry the Leafs through the spring for a color Stanley Cup photo? I mean, that's not an answer that you and I can get. I'm just reading his, or an answer that we can give, Darren. I, I'm sitting here looking at uh, Dubas. And we've often said, what's his legacy with the Leafs? And even to this day, I'm not sure that there's an answer to that yet. Maybe 10, 15, 20 years down the line, we can look back at Kyle Dubas and say, this was his legacy, what, getting out of round one for the first time since Christ was a cowboy? Um, but he didn't screw it up. The Leafs are in contention every year. End of story. I don't think there's much more you can ask. Really? No, there's not much more you can ask. It's just a matter of, Will they dig deep enough and find whatever they need in the playoffs to go on a run? You know, the talent's there. It's all there. But can you find a little extra gear and find that heart to get to the next level? That's all it is. Uh, I'm just looking at our, some notes. Well, okay. Fake Gainer writes in <laughs> on the Sober Carpenter text line. He says, hey, I've been getting sick of Tay-Tay and Kelsey coverage. But this is much better than the OJ stuff 30 years ago. I'll take Tay-Tay nonstop over the juice. Signed, Vintage Sasko in Greenwood, Saskatchewan. That's what I say. It's all positive. So if you don't like this love story of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, you're a hater. I don't care for her music because I think her voice sounds like everybody else. But that's about the music. As far as her being a Chiefs fan and all the rest, eh, it doesn't hurt anybody. There are a lot of uh, messages from our viewers to get to when we come back. It's just me and the Moose in hour one. Uh, Tyler Hall, not Taylor Hall, Tyler Hall in hour two. And Mike Wilner. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You can throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, as you can see, it's a great day to have a great day. Hope you're having a great one yourself. We're going to get to a Scotty's update in a second. They got four playoff spots locked down, but uh, not all of them. 
You can be there at Winsport in Calgary. Curling.ca slash tickets is the place to go for your tickets. And you can be at the Briar, the Montana's Briar in the Queen City. Join the RP show live there. Tickets are on sale now. Single draw tickets. Again, curling.ca slash tickets. All youth tickets are just $9.99. Before we bring the moose back in, Rachel Holman locked in a playoff berth early at the Scotties with a commanding 10-3 win over BC's Clancy Grandy Wednesday to secure a booking in the round of six in Calgary. Alberta's Selena Sturme and defending champion Kerry Anderson, as well as Manitoba's Jennifer Jones, all locked up playoff spots. The race, though, for the third and final berth at each pool has extended into today. Meanwhile, in the dub, Tristan Doyle and Leo Brayard scored twice each as the Lethbridge Hurricanes topped the Moose Jaw Warriors 6-3. And in Edmonton, Gavin Hodnett knocked in the game winner at 19.50 the third period as the Edmonton Oil Kings Edge the Hitman 5-4. Sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. you got a choice out there. Make it Common Crown. Check them out at uh, commoncrown.ca. And also, Landmark Cinemas and Landmark Cinemas now Argyle. Here's the story. An introverted spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena. Argyle in Landmark Cinemas now. If we can bring the Moose back in. I love how Moose went out on a limb with your thoughts on the Winnipeg Jets and you're saying you finally got the culture fixed. Why fiddle with it now? Yeah, it's a fan thing. We could maybe say it's a Winnipeg thing. David, number one of Winnipeg, writes in and he says on the Sober Carpenter text line, the Jets are like a good recipe. They need a little more spice. Maybe someone like Tarasenko. Hold that thought, Darren. And regarding the Expos documentary, the soon-to-be-released on Netflix documentary on the uh, departure of the Expos from Montreal, Jim in Balgoni Sask writes in and he says, the Expos story, southbound or northern exit. Translate into French if you wish. Eh, I'm going to stick with au revoir. Um... Would you add Vladimir Tarasenko if you were the Jets? He did win a Stanley Cup with St. Louis, so he's been through the wars. But he didn't do anything for the Rangers last year. I would think about it. I mean, I'm definitely not shutting the doors on, on, on anything. You've got to have an open mind, but you've got to be really careful. He talks about a good recipe. It's a good recipe for a reason. I cooked a meal last week. It was fantastic. So good that I cooked it again a few nights later, and I thought, you know what? I could add a little cayenne pepper, a little more spice to it. I ruined it. I ruined it by just adding a little more spice. So you got to be really careful if you're shovel day off in the jet. Uh, by the way, just checking in, checking in from the comments. My guy, Jeff Pearson, writing in on the 902 Sober Carpenter text line. And he says, hey, Rod, enjoying your show from beautiful Weimer Lake, Minnesota. Let me say this. And I want your take, Jeff. He's as good a hockey man as there is. Jeff Pearson, hotelier to the stars. If I'm at the top, unless you want to burn yourself out to win the pettit in your division or put a... Uh, banner up as a conference champion, which the Boston Bruins did last year, then yeah. But I would say the middling teams, the Washingtons, the Pittsburgh, even the Islanders, 
Flames are going to be sellers, it looks like, so we won't put them in. But anybody that's flirting around that cut line, those are the teams that should be active. But if you're up at the top and you're battling for first, I wouldn't be adding anything because there's a reason that you're at first or around first. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th teams that should be making moves here, not the 1, 2, 3 teams is what I'm trying to say. Deal or no deal. Yeah, deal. 100%. Um, unless you are so sure of your locker room and there's something undeniable out there, you know, places you could go that don't really, again, I don't think affect the culture too much, improving your backup goaltender situation as a, you know, insurance policy, that's something that's okay. Um, you know, maybe it's a piece that doesn't touch your locker room that can be, you know, sitting up in the, in the stands or in your farm team as, a, you know, an emergency. But no, I wouldn't be touching anything. You're, you're right. You're in first place for a reason. Everybody's chasing you. By the way, next segment, we're going to play our breakaway bets. So don't go anywhere after this. Uh, we got a few minutes left in this segment. But I, here in Florida, here's an interesting inside tidbit. I was sitting with one of the guys from the Panthers alumni the other night at the game. And uh, in, I won't say where. And we're talking about the Cats and Bolts podcast. And I'm like, who should we get? Because we've got like everybody in the Florida hockey community on the show already. Dale Talon. Jeff Chikrin, Bill Lindsay, Ed Jovanovsky, Peter Worrell, Randy Moeller, and we're done. <laughs> it's like five guys. Maybe we should be sponsored by a burger joint. There's a couple other guys around, Ray Shepard, Thomas Vokun, who don't actually work for the team. But other than that, there aren't many. Maybe Stephen Weiss. But I'll say this, Bill Zito, the general manager here, is really lucky. Because it's not a hockey market. People aren't, aren't, aren't on his ass for any perceived mistakes. Like, here's a really good example. Would you do this trade again? Two years ago, they got Claude Giroux, remember, from Philadelphia at the deadline? And they gave up Owen Tippett. And I remember at the time going, this Owen Tippett's a stud, man. He's a stud. I, there are very few players have I seen go from zero to 60 as fast as Owen Tippett. He could have been a great Florida Panther. But they traded for Claude Giroux in a rental. Giroux didn't do anything here in the playoffs. I think he was pointless and then signed at Ottawa as a free agent right after. And nobody brings that up, is my point. Nobody. I had dreams of watching Owen Tippett for years here in Sunrise, and he's gone. And doing great things on Philadelphia, by the way. If you, every time you see Philly play, it's always Owen Tippett scored the winner or set up the winner or whatever. So you better be real careful. Is my point on that you, when you're making deals? Yeah, you got to be careful, and you are the guy hey, what? that uh, whatever he didn't do anything. They lost. Continue. Well, I was there. I watched. You're. I like you know the way you look at things. You have more of a long term look at things too. You know, not just always looking for the instant gratification. And so, you know, keeping Owen Tippett is better for the long-term success of the franchise, which is, you know, kind of what you're ultimately looking for. But at the time, I remember not hating it because Claude Giroux, is, you know, was one of the elite players in the National Hockey League. Done so much for Philadelphia over the years. Um, you know, he'd represented the country. He'd done all these different things. And, you know, I would say he's an elite player. And so you think you're bringing him in. 
I probably go back and, you know, if you, ha- if you think you have a chance to contend for a cup or win, I probably do that again because he, that's the kind of guy you're bringing in. You can't predict that you're going to bring in the guy and he's going to completely do nothing. You know, that's a hard thing to predict. It, it ended up failing. But just because a deal fails doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad one at the time, if that makes sense. It did not put him over the top. No, it didn't. Uh, Jay in Winnipeg says, no love for Hella in the heart voting? No. And Darren went and looked up the Vegas odds on the heart. The top yeah. four are the ones that are in this poll. Give Hella Buck the Vezina and don't worry about it. It's very rare that a goalie wins the heart. We talked about this earlier in the show. We'll be back with Bet Regal Breakaway Bets right after this. And by the way, Darren, we tied last night, just so you know. We both went three and two. I don't know if you looked that up. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You can throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Daily reminder, we are on national television, Game Plus TV, all across Canada and 31 U.S. states. And on the radio in Atlanta, where we are Atlanta's NHL show. Hashtag NHL to Atlanta. Get it going. And on the streams. Just before we bring the moose in, uh, I was saying that we put it out to our audience uh, here in South Florida. Who do you want on the Cats and Bolts podcast? Brent from Wellington, Florida writes in. He's the guy in this photo with me holding that 40-foot sailfish that he caught and let me hold and let everybody think that I caught it. Brent says, I vote for Katie for a Cats and Bolts guest, Rod. She is the very blonde, very popular host of Florida Panthers hockey on Valley Sports Florida. We'll put in the request, Brent. We aim to please. No promises. Okay, Moose. We've really started something here today, which is what we like to do. Uh, Jeff in Yorkton, home of Key Auto Group, 
writes in. He says, does Hellebuck steal games for the Jets? If so, then I could see him as MVP. But he looks more like a cog in a machine with that team. Regarding trades, which incidentally was not a trade deadline deal here, John Ohm um, says the most controversial trade in the history of the NHL, order sending Wayne Gretzky to the LA Kings in what turned out to be an eight-player deal. It changed hockey forever. For sure the most controversial. And if you say... Now's not the time to go into that argument. Whoever got the best player won the trade. You know what I mean? Because in that trade, if, that's the, if that adage is true, that the Kings won the trade. And I'm sure they did, although the Oilers went on to win the Stanley Cup just two years later. Mm, how do we feel about that? Yeah. I like the best player that wins, uh, that, or that you get wins the trade, typically. Typically, not in all cases. Got that from my guy O-Dog, and I'm not totally sure I agree on it, but I'm not disagreeing with it either. Okay, quickly, breakaway bets for Bet Regal. We tied last night, three of five correct picks by Moose and I. Rangers at Devils tonight, Subway Series. Who you like, Rangers or Devils? Rangers. Me too. Uh, Dallas at Ottawa. We got to hurry. Dallas at Ottawa. Dallas. Me too. Montreal at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Me too. Florida at Carolina. Carolina. Florida here. Colorado at Detroit. Detroit. Colorado for me. Washington at Tampa Bay. Tampa. Same. Islanders at Blues. I'll take Islanders. Uh, I'll take the Blues. Uh, Boston at Calgary. Boston. I'll take the Flames. Vancouver at Seattle. Vancouver. Quick. Toronto at Vegas. Toronto. <laughs> Vegas here. Nashville at L.A. L.A. Vegas. We did it. See you next hour. Woo!